Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. Today, we're going to talk about how to negotiate with someone who's being completely unreasonable, or at least you think they're being unreasonable. A client of mine recently was placing an offer on a property, and after running all the numbers, came to the conclusion that the maximum price they could offer was $1.1 million. Seller is asking for $1.6 million, and they flatly rejected the offer at $1.1 million. It happens very often in the world of negotiation that the offer that's being placed on a property is far below the asking price. What do you do when you're very far apart in a situation like that? Now, in this negotiation, just like with any negotiation or any conversation, we as individuals, we don't control what the other party does. The only thing we control is our own response, what comes out of our mouth. So rather than making it a high-pressure negotiation, in this situation, what I recommend is that we have a conversation, not a negotiation, but a conversation, where we offer to simply share with the seller, in this case, the rationale, the thinking that went into our offer, just to educate them and say, look, we are professional investors. Clearly, the property that you're selling, the intended buyer is only an investor. It's not an owner-occupant. It's a multi-unit building. The buyer is an investor. And most investors' calculators work about the same. So here's how our calculator works, just so you understand. Now, you may find somebody who simply doesn't know any better, someone who's naive, who's willing to pay too much. But any professional investor is going to look at the property in a very similar way. And so here's how we would look at it if you're willing to have that conversation. No pressure for you to accept our offer, but if you're willing to have the conversation, we're willing to educate you on how we looked at it. And I might point out, Mr. Seller, that of course your property's been on and off the market for the last two years. So clearly the market's been giving you some feedback. And it's not that there isn't demand for property in the area because there's lots of development going on all around you. So there's definitely interest in developing in this area. And what's, what's not working here is that there is a mismatch between your expectations and what the market is actually able to support. Now, there's two ways to look at the property. One is, in terms of the existing asset, selling it on an as-is basis, what's the value of the asset based on multiples of net income. So this is a six-unit building. It's generating so much in net income. You simply divide that by the cap rate, and that gives you the value. In this particular case, the asking price is far above what the cap rate would suggest. Now, for those of you who don't know what the cap rate is, the cap rate's a very simple calculation where you take the net income and you divide that by the value of the property. And that ratio gives you the cap rate. So, for example, if you have a property that's generating, uh, say, $100,000 in net income, and it's valued at a million dollars, you take 100,000, you divide by a million, and that gives you a 10% cap rate. Pretty simple math. In the marketplace, there will be a going rate, a going cap rate for what income properties are valued in that particular area. So you share with them that calculation. That's one way to value the property. The second way to value the property is if you're going to be redeveloping it. And in that case, you're going to be looking at what is the new product that you're going to put on the property and working backwards from that, what is the dollar per square foot that you're willing to pay for the vacant land? And the vacant land, the cost of that vacant land, is the cost of taking the property, demolishing what's there, and that net cost is going to be the cost for the vacant land because you've got to scrape it down to something that you can actually build. And in that conversation, you certainly don't want to tell the seller what you're going to build in terms of the finished product and how much money you're going to make or anything like that. You're simply going to say, here is how much I can afford to pay for the vacant land in order to build something new. It's so many dollars per square foot or so many dollars per square meter. That's the maximum I can afford to pay. And you're, you know what? You're asking 50% more than that. And that's why, the, that's why you, no one's buying your property. It's priced too high 
for someone to redevelop the property and it's priced too high for someone to buy the existing asset as an income property. And in that conversation, there's been no negotiation whatsoever. All I've done is simply explain to the seller what I think it's worth and how I arrived at that number. So I'm not trying to twist their arm or be unfair or anything like that. It's simply educating. And then, of course, the ball's in their court in terms of whether they want to modify their thinking or not. Now, they may have other reasons why they're asking for that price, but you know, after a couple of years of having it on the market, you should start to get the clue that there's something up and without really understanding why. And it happens very often that a seller who is not a professional investor gets an idea in their head about what their property's worth and nobody actually tells them how to calculate its true value. So you're actually doing the seller a tremendous service if you have this conversation with them and you stand a chance or at least you improve your chances of actually getting the property at a fair price. As you're thinking about your negotiations, I'm sure you've encountered this before. Almost every investor has. Give it a try. See how it works. Have a spectacular day. Make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.